0: what up fellas it's your boys drew and nick from we made a video coming together once again to make a new video a podcast for the new year we both kind of decided that we wanted to upload more and a podcast was an easy way to do that, um, so for the specific podcast, we're gonna be listening through albums, either for the first time, or retrospectively, to see if they still hold up, or if we still enjoy them as much as we once did, and we thought we'd do Eminem's discography first, because, you know, we're both big, slim fans, being white and all, uh, just kinda <laughs> comes with the territory, so. I was gonna
1: say, we're white rappers, so it's, it's necessary.
0: It, it really is, dude. Uh. So I'm Drew, dude, uh, and and this is Nick. Nick, say something so they know the voices. Something, I'm the voice. Uh, we, we both get mistaken for each other a lot, and I think it's because <laughs> I don't use a face can, uh, but, but I will one day. Um, yeah, just keep in mind, it's our first time doing it, uh, so if it sucks, you know, cut us some fucking slack, dude. We're going all the way to music to be murdered by part two. So I mean we're bound to get a little better as time goes it's on. It's called side B. It's called side B. Side B part two, same thing. Trying to avoid those comments. Called side B. Being as we're 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 doing Eminem first, bro. I thought we should start with Infinite. Uh just a little background. It was Eminem's first solo album. I'm sure a lot of people know that. Uh but it flopped, dude, and it was panned. Everyone said he sounded like Nas and A Z and he was trash, and uh, he tried to kill himself, but, uh, you know, <laughs> thankfully, it, it led to the rise of Slim Shady, uh, so so we got that out of the deal. I, I mean, I think I speak for both of us, dude, when I say we're, we're not really well-versed in this album, out of any albums on his, on his discog, bro.
1: This, this is, without a doubt, the least interesting he's ever been in his entire career. <laughs> well,
0: I wouldn't say least interesting. I'm just not... Fully aware. I mean, I've I've listened to Infinite maybe once or twice. I mean, it's interesting because of its place, like,
1: in his discography and, like, in his history. Right. But, like, as far as, like, his personality and his charisma, like, he he relies, like, from what I remember of what I've heard of it, he relies a lot on, like, just, like, how his raps sound more than anything else.
0: Right. Well, I guess that leads me into the 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 last part of the intro here. What if any are your are your thoughts, current emotions, current current standings before listening to Infinite again? Uh, you know, honestly, you know,
1: uh, not uh, not feeling very emotional about it at all. Just kind of going in uh, with a blank slate, dude. Like like I said, I, I don't have like super high opinions of this album from what I remember of it. Right. But uh, at the same time, I know that it's it's nothing that's like actually bad. Right, it's just not up to par with what he's to what people are used to him putting out.
0: Right, um, from what I remember, I really enjoyed what I've heard from it. Uh, just uh, in the context of it being, you know, that super old style of lyrical miracle type rap. Um, but but yeah, from what I remember, no no really peeks into the whole Slim Shady persona type shit that ain't do on the next album but i guess with that out of the way dude are you ready to get in to infinite my pen and paper cause a chain reaction so let's get the brain relaxing infinite yeah by eminem by we made a podcast the review by we made a video by nick xl and enhanced by drew and nick by afterman Wow, we're back. Who who would have thought? Uh, in just those few seconds, we listened to "Infinite" by Eminem, dude.
1: We we spat and we we sped run it. I almost said spad run it ran it, which is not it's not the correct term. that's not words.
0: Either way, we did it. We listened to it. Um, before we get into any track by track type vibes, dude. Uh, any any thoughts right off the bat? Uh I I
1: feel like I'll get into like kind of a summary at the end of the track by track personally.
0: I feel that I'll probably do the same. Um like like we said in the beginning, you know, we, neither one of us had any crazy expectations. Um but, you know, I I'll, I'll say beforehand, I think it it kind of met my expectations and surprised me in a few spots and I I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it, but uh I I honestly was kind of surprised by some of the shit. That I heard and right, how much I actually ended up enjoying it.
1: Right, I hear that.
0: But um, for for the for the first track, Infinite, um, we both prior to to listening to this this is the one we were most you know really in tune with. We both knew. And, yeah, I uh,
1: love the title track. I, I've heard this the the title track of this album like a hundred times.
0: Yeah, I mean this song is great, and honestly, I I thought like re listening to it now in a weird way, it's still like. It's not Eminem's current style, or even like the style that would happen the album later, or anything like that. But it still like sums him up in in a way that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say like he still. I feel like in his older age now he raps like this a little bit more.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I definitely see what you mean because he he was kind of just. I, I won't say it, it's a bad thing, but like rhyming just a bunch of. Bunch of bunch of it's shit. Right.
1: It's literally just barring you up that entire fucking song.
0: Right. Um the only other note was uh that I had was um I did get some Slim Shady L P vibes from a few of the few of the bars, like um Twisted Necks of Rappers to the Spinal Column Disconnects. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 Shit like that reminded me of Slim Shady, but I mean for the for the whole fucking album that kinda that kind of stuff is kinda hidden away, dude. Tucked in the back.
1: Right good track uh like like you were saying uh very very uh hip-hop head underground youtube rapper type lyrics here and there right but uh it, it i don't know i think just because of like when it was made and where he was in his career it's just a little more endearing right you know what i'm saying like, it's 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 kind of wholesome
0: yeah there's, like, there's a...
1: he's just an innocent guy trying to rap <laughs>
0: there, there's, there's a lot of wholesomeness to it and there's also like at the same time, like I said earlier, that it's so old, but it's still just so, like, kind of fresh and still like, damn, like, that's Eminem. Like, if I wouldn't be ashamed to show that song to anybody. Right. Um, Moving on, dude. I, I didn't have any notes for the We Go skit. I honestly didn't realize it was a skit until I realized It's Okay sort the plan. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't either, but, uh, hey, you know, I mean, it's sad hearing proof, especially at such a young age.
0: It's sad, but I, I thought it was actually really cool to hear him and uh, Mr. Porter. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
1: It was a it was a cool moment, especially like considering where we're at now,
0: right? And uh, I mean, all three of those guys like had the aspiration to to make it, and it's cool to know that they all did in so like their own capacity. After right. hearing that shit, um, moving on to it's okay, dude. Did you have any any thoughts? Bro,
1: he sounds like Lil' Michael on this song.
0: <laughs> Lil' Michael?
1: sound like like Lil' Michael, bro, Lil' Michael Jackson.
0: <laughs> I, uh, dude, I I don't know what it is. It's kind of like the wholesomeness that we were talking about, but I really like the happy and chill Eminem.
1: I, I, I hear that. I, I like what he's going for. I, I don't think I'm a very big fan of the beat and shit on this, though.
0: Oh, I feel that. Um... For for me the whole album I really liked most of the beats. Um, right, I feel you. A lot of them, especially not to skip ahead to, but three one three, uh, that kind of had like a Sega Genesis sounding like sand- like it's very like sixteen bit type right. shit. Right, um, I hear that. I, I like. I mean, now would be considered lo-fi, <laughs> I guess. But uh, right, it's it's really it's a cool sound. Um, I also thought for it's okay. Uh. His flow, uh, was really similar to, like, what would come next with Slim Shady LP and shit like that. Like, the words aren't at all, but, like, his flow is still really top-notch.
1: Right. Also, the the lyrics, uh, it's kinda like Castle before he had the wherewithal to make Castle.
0: Right, right.
1: Like, when he wasn't mature enough to make that song yet. Right. Like, his first crack at it, almost.
0: Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Um, uh, I'm speeding through to tonight if that's okay with you, bro.
1: Dude, speed on through.
0: Uh, for me, I uh, I had I love the sample with the the ah that that shit, dude. I I liked that.
1: Yeah, the, are you talking about the like the little voice samples in the background of the beat?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit is hard. Um, and I also put although it's kind of corny, it's it's interesting to see this side of Eminem.
1: <laughs> what fascinates me is like literally this is just him sitting down and trying to make juicy <laughs> right. like to the best of his capabilities <laughs> and it is so fucking weird hearing him try to do that
0: but uh i i, I remember i really liked the hook uh because i think like we were talking about before we started recording i was like i remember the title track and then i remember the something about you baby and that's it <laughs> But, uh, Right. Yeah, I, I I like the wholesome side of Eminem. Like I I mean I can't. This is probably the last time we heard just straight up. You know, just completely wholesome. wholesome. Like, had yeah. a, he had some like hope in him a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> it was destroyed after this. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, and the last thing I put was the song. Just felt felt like a huge throwback. You know, uh, it just I know it was made a long time ago, but. It it does a good job now of taking you back to that time,
1: right? I hear that, bro. Um, you know, personally, I w- I wasn't really a fan of the hook, honestly. Oh man, how come? Uh, I mean, it just sounded a- like like I said, it sounded like him trying to make juicy. Like it sounded like like they fucking deconstructed a popular hook and then reconstructed a new one.
0: You know what I'm saying? Right, I feel that and and it does kind of come off corny with like we got this guys it's going to be okay right it, it sounds like he's like
1: th- this is going to be the lead single he's going to do with the fucking the charity events and shit <laughs> right but uh, you know for for what it is dude i'm not offended by it i think it it sticks the landing of what it's going for right it just uh I don't know, I'm not 100% a fan of what it's going for, as far as just, like, the fucking super cheesy hooks. Like, obviously (laughs) there's songs that I I love like that, but, like, I don't know, they're they're few and far between.
0: Right. I feel like probably some of that comes with just us knowing, like, what he would turn into after this. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. It it is severe whiplash, (laughs) considering what I'm used to.
0: Right. For 313, uh I literally only had the note that it the beat kind of sounded Sega Genesisy. Um but other than that, I did not love this song.
1: Uh uh IQ on this song had a had a line about uh what, I'll just call them the LGBTQ community. Right. That's not what he called them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> I, I like it I heard that, and I was, like, taken aback. Like, for a second, I forgot that I was listening to an Eminem album. <laughs> and, like, a feature spit the most fucking Eminem-like lines on the whole album.
0: <laughs> right. I was like, whoa, oh my god. <laughs> Calm down. I will say, dude, IQ, some some of his appearances, like, I feel like on 313 he wasn't bad. But some of the other ones, I was like, damn, bro. You, I mean, you don't gotta be on every song. My mind. My mind. <laughs>
1: right. He's It's... It, I, it's It's like three songs, isn't it? Yeah, like... Like three or four? Yeah. That's too many, man. (laughs) Uh, Another thought that I had about this shit, the hook sounds like fucking... It already sounds like dusty and very, like, of its time. Right. Like, I feel like a Detroit rapper could take that hook and, like, slow it down and just, like, make it crazy sounding, and it would be, like, a fucking awesome sample right now. Right. So, you know, any Detroit rappers out there want (laughs) to steal some ideas... Uh, I do think, I feel like 313 is probably the closest on this whole album to, like, actual Eminem as we know him. Right. Like, in the public eye. Like, dirty-ass beats, he's just literally approaching the mic with the best shit that he can think of.
0: It reminded me of, I I don't know, whatever spot in his life he was, uh, when he was making this, when he was, like, rap battling and shit like that, this is what it kind of reminded me of. We moving on? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I just seen what was next. Yeah, Maxine, man. Ugh. Trash, honestly. I'm gonna be 100% honest, this song fucking sucks ass. <laughs> I, I put, one of my notes was, I definitely do not love this song, but the beat is fire. I like the, Maxine, Maxine, like that shit. And I like the, boom, 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 boom. I, I like the samples, I like all that, but... Yeah, this, it reminded me of Drips, kind of. Which just like, the girls gotta got AIDS and then honestly I felt bad for the girl at the end when she's just like I don't even have AIDS blah blah and then fucking Mr. Porter just like fuck you bitch or <laughs> whatever <laughs> is that who that was on verse three um because no. it just
1: said like it said verse three three so it was yeah. it like a rapper named three
0: yeah that was a rapper named three and I, I mean, oh okay his was Cheeks. I was about to
1: say, awful. Legitimately awful. Fucking, this is what I was talking about before we started the podcast. The dude who sounded like Sonny Chiba from Camp Lo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he sounds like Sonny Chiba, but not good at all. Like, Sonny Chiba already raps kind of offbeat and just, like, weird and pronounces shit weird. And, like, it sounds like if Sonny Chiba took drugs.
0: Honestly, if I, if I'm remembering correctly, like, the flow was just kind of, like, completely off it sounded
1: like he was just talking like it was just stream of consciousness yeah it, it was something else also i just i just hate songs like this where it's just like incel rap yeah like let's just make up a fake woman to call a piece of
0: shit like what's the point of the song what are we here for right and on, dude you know we we've had this debate over different type of shits but she could be a real woman, and that would make it worse, in my opinion. It,
1: it would make it would make it significantly worse. Honestly, I really hope that Maxine is fake. Right.
0: <laughs> um, but my only other note was uh, hearing Mr. Porter that young was was wholesome. Yeah, dude, that that was a cool moment. On to open mic.
1: I don't. Know, I feel like this is closer to what people were actually expecting from him, as far as like people who actually knew him mm-hmm. at the time. That's why I, I'm i confused as to why this wasn't more of, like, the shit that he was trying to lean into instead of shit like It's Okay and Tonight. Right, right. Because, fucking, I mean, this is, like, his demographic. Like, at this point. Like, he, he was trying to reach out to an audience that wasn't grasping onto him yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, this definitely sounds like more of what he wanted to make and things like uh, Tonight and Maxine probably were more of like you know i think people will like this or i think this will get some sort of reaction or whatever right the only note i had was um when he said uh battle with success i never gave a fuck now i just give a fuck less um i didn't notice but i think that line in i'm back from marshall mathers lp references this with uh I used to give a fuck now i could give a fuck less what do i think of success it sucks
1: oh okay
0: okay bro Dude, that's a that's a fun little conspiracy theory to throw out. <laughs> uh, it'd be cool, dude. It'd be cool if that was a legitimate throwback, but uh, who knows, really? Right. I know the uh, the hook is is semi iconic with the who the fuck passed you the mic, but um, I don't know. I this one did not jive with me that much. I didn't I didn't love it.
1: Right. I hear that. Uh, it jived with me a little bit more than like tonight and shit. Right. But uh, at the same time, it kind of overstayed its welcome. Yeah, I agree. You know, dude, I, honestly, I feel like this should have been, like, one of the opening two or three tracks. It's kind of weird. It's in, like, the middle of the album.
0: <laughs> right. Moving on, bro, to Never Too Far. He tried to make the world as yours. <laughs> I uh, I put that... I, I really like this song. And it, uh, it's really cheesy, but hearing Eminem, like, super broke... Before, like, Dr. Dre, before anything, it's always an interesting topic for me, and to hear him, like, actually in the beginning, be like, man, I'm trying to get on the bus, I don't got no fucking money, da da like, I don't know, it- it's weird to just imagine him recording this with three people and no one gives a fuck about who he is yet. Right, I feel that. You know,
1: I mean, I don't really have much to say about this one. Like you said, it's it's very cheesy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's mostly endearing. Yeah, uh, I, I will say this though. I'm never. I, I don't think I'm ever gonna put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, as it is, I'm not offended by it. But it definitely feels like I, I get the sense that he's just like ticking a box, like uh, like on
0: this song and like a handful of other songs, which I've already kind of brought up ten times. But I, I think I'm I'm liking the more cheesy shit more than you. Um, and I think it's probably just because. For me, it's so weird to hear that side of him, but it's, like, good to know that it was in him at least at one point. Right. And especially on Never Too Far, I thought he sounded, like, hopeful. And just like, hell yeah, dude, I'm gonna do it. Uh, just to think that the suicide attempt was
1: shortly after this album. <laughs> right. And I mean... on that song, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna be the president! <laughs> <laughs> God, poor guy. Yeah. Now we would
0: rather see the president dead dead presidents right he sets precedents. moving on dude we're getting into the last few uh to searching what do you think according to genius
1: this is like the only track that actually got any sort of like airplay in Detroit. oh wow and like any sort of like anything basically and it, it was like very very
0: limited that surprised me because i mean i didn't love Love this song.
1: Yeah, but it it's got like the fucking the like pretty lady singing the hook and then like the chill beat and then just the kind of fucking laid back like fucking rhyme schemes and shit. Like it makes sense with like what would have gotten big at the time. Like right. I could see why that one caught traction more than some of the others. This is the only thing that gained traction. Imagine if it gained way more traction. <laughs> and, and then that- he just he was just making searching for the rest of
0: his career. Right. Dude, for me, it was it was so jarring to hear him be wholesome and, like, lovey about a relationship. Right,
1: and not talk about punching her in the eye at any point.
0: Right, or killing her, or fucking how he <laughs> hates her, or how their relationship is so volatile, and they just keep right. doing each other wrong. It almost feels wrong listening to this, compared to, like... Right,
1: it's, it, it feels unnatural.
0: Right, it, it's so weird hearing him be like, I just want to cuddle, babe, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da right but uh dude he was he was on his young man i'm in love shit so i mean
1: we can all relate and then fucking iq just comes in on the second verse talking about fucking edible underwear (laughs) that shit
0: fucking ugh, that was gross dude yeah i mean edible underwear what are you doing well, once again, dude, IQ, I mean, I, I don't think the song would have been a banger without him, but at the same time, you know, he didn't make it much more of a banger with him. <laughs> right. He, he just kind of fills a slot and gets out of there. Yeah. and I, 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 listening to this album, I wondered where the, like, he's kept in contact with Proof. Well, well, did, you know, sadly. Um, but, um, and, and Mr. Porter and IQ seems to be the third most you know, closest person he had on this album, but I I mean I don't even know who he is or what he does. Yeah,
1: I I have no idea where he fits into the M M lore.
0: I think it was on one of the music to be murdered by as he mentioned IQ, but uh yeah, I don't I don't know what the what the lore is, what he's doing, what he did. And I mean
1: <laughs> They still just hang out and get burgers every weekend.
0: <laughs> now now this next one dude, Backstabber. My 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 note was this song is hokey. And I think that's a perfect way to describe this song, dude. Dude, my main
1: note is this is like if Humpty Hump made relapse.
0: <laughs> it's so fucking like and then he stabbed me in the leg, and then I jumped up, and then I hit him with my tummy tuck, and I don't know what. It's, it's just—it's so... like
1: as the world turns. If it was written by like a person who just had no imagination
0: and also for like the disney channel or something i don't know like (laughs) right it's like the the cleanest version of a murder (laughs) right (laughs) and i dude i did not like the hook coming in like every eight bars or whatever. oh my god
1: the hook played so many fucking times in this song it was insane
0: i i mean this this is probably the most white i think eminem has ever sounded (laughs) it's the most white and also, this is this might be the most useless track
1: on the entire album, man. I know it's like important to the lore of uh, of Slim, dude, because right. it goes back to fucking Soul Intent and all that shit. Right. But man, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's... I think that's why it didn't turn out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And you know, i don't want to I don't want to shit on it because I I think proof was in the sample, dude. I feel bad, but Eminem did not do that that song any favors. Yeah. Um, and it kind of baffles me that this is the second-to-last song on the album. That's literally, I have it written, fucking, a deflating
1: second-to-last track, to be honest. (laughs) Like, the little bit of momentum that this album has built, which is not much, because it's kind of a hodgepodge of random moods and fucking shit. Right. But, like, the little bit of momentum that it built
0: all just fucking crashed and burned at this (laughs) this track. Yeah, I mean... If, if I had to use a word, dude, and I don't like using the word, but I'd say a little bit corny, a little cringe, a little, like... This, right. And I, I tried to take into account the time period and all that shit and... Right. You know, how people were rapping back then, but man, this this song don't hold up, man.
1: It is fucking insane to listen to this song specifically. I mean, the whole album, honestly, but this song specifically, and then be like... Yeah, that guy made fucking Lose Yourself and <laughs> right. fucking Without Me and all of these other songs that were fucking like a billion times platinum.
0: Right, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then moving on to the last song, Jealousy Woes 2, which I read on Genius that there isn't actually a Jealousy Woes 1. It was It's apparently called Jealousy Woes 2 because it's like a LL Cool J uh, like sequel... To his song called "Jealousy," but he didn't want to just call it "Jealousy." This is to, to say, if if genius is to be believed, but right. uh, so then he put "Jealousy Woes," but then still called it two. But apparently, the backstabber song samples the original "Jealousy" song by I think it was LL, and uh, the so so this is a sequel to that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he was doing some mental gymnastics, <laughs> kind of with the last song. This is not the song I would put for for the final song.
1: Yeah, th- this is this is not a closing track. But I will say, this dude, I kind of really love
0: this beat, dude. The bass line reminded me of Toe Jam and Earl, like straight up, like that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like that, that dude, and then those, those
1: those like fucking trash can snares where they're. Just <laughs> Just, like, cutting <laughs> through the fucking mix. Right. That shit sounded hard.
0: Yeah, that was dope. But but other than that, that, I mean, not a very remarkable song uh, to me.
1: Right? Uh, uh, this, this starts as the first uh, aggressive
0: Eminem woman song <laughs> in a long line of many. Dude, to that, and, a, and a line to be continued, probably. <laughs> Most probable, man. Well, dude, since we did the track by track, any overall thoughts, feelings, emotions? I know we kind of sped through that, but... Uh, yeah, we did. Honestly, I-, I felt like, for me, it kind of all, I don't want to say ran together, but all was so similar that I didn't have a lot of different things to remark for each song, really.
1: it It's very obvious that
0: this album was made
1: by somebody who hadn't unlocked their full potential yet. Right. Like, they were still figuring shit out. Like, this feels like growing pains, this whole album. Right. Fucking, uh, I mean, you know, you might check out a little bit, dude, because you're not super into hove like I am. (laughs) But, uh, it it reminds me of what kind of happened with him in, like, the very, very, very beginning of his career. Mm -hmm. Like, when he was actually, like, getting spots on other people's songs and, like, getting somewhere, he had, like, this fucking chopper flow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, he sounded like
1: Twista. <laughs> and, he, like, he was just, like, fucking, he was just rap godding the whole shit. And then, eventually, he slowed it down and kind of found his voice. Right. And I think the, like, heavy fucking, like, focus on the rhyme schemes in this album is kind of like the same thing with Jay-Z abandoning the chopping. Right. And, like, once... You you get rid of this big distraction that you think that you need, like, right. you can start focusing in on what actually matters, like, the songwriting and being a charismatic person and making a catchy hook and all of that extra shit.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. They
1: both kind of shed the baby fat, man.
0: I uh, I haven't heard those Chopper Flow J's songs, but you'll have to send a couple to me because I'm, I'm interested, <laughs> honestly. There's not
1: a whole lot of them out there, but it's <laughs> fucking fascinating to hear.
0: <laughs> um, But for, for me, dude, overall, I thought the album was a really cool throwback um, to just the time period and the sound and just throwback to him as a person before all this shit. Um, there's some songs I really can't stand dude like backstabber uh but there's others i really enjoy and think are kind of underrated because they don't like only the title track gets mentioned from this album but i think there's a couple gems dude that people would enjoy if they listen to the whole thing no i i I hear that for sure man uh another thing (laughs) another thing i wanted to bring
1: up at some point is that fucking he used samples in this album yeah like, on Jealousy Woes 2, he fucking- he sampled a Nas track. Mm-hmm. And fucking, uh, according to Genius, he also sampled another fucking Craig Mack song, and another one that I forget which one it is. Mm-hmm. But fucking- I mean, I don't know shit about clearing samples, even now, really. I just know it's difficult and expensive- Right. And I can only imagine it was even harder and more expensive back then when you didn't you couldn't just fucking message someone on fucking Gmail right. and call it a day. Like I, I can't imagine how much money he probably dumped into this album and then was just completely fucked after. <laughs>
0: right. I, I could imagine that scenario, but I also like back then with all like a, a lot of rap being heavily sampled, I could imagine him just being like fuck it. And put them, I mean, put yeah, out. he probably
1: didn't think twice about it. He was probably just like, well, this is the name of the
0: game. This is how That's it goes. Right. People use samples. It's an important part. I, I did think it was cool to see that um, uh, Mr. Porter produced, I think, the whole album. And um, Proof did the drum. The drum machine shit. For oh, I hear the that. Tracks. So, That's dope. It's cool that they kind of had a big collaboration before. Like, all the D12 shit and all that. This was put out on fucking, on web with the Bass Brothers, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I wonder, I mean, fucking, I'm sure that somebody actually knows this somewhere, but I wonder how much involvement they actually had on on this particular album. Right. Because I know they had way more involvement on the following shit.
0: Yeah, um, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like I've read that, like, they heard him freestyling on the radio and then he, they just let him come over and record and put the album out for him and then they started making beats for him um after but i'm i'm not sure right um but other than that dude uh i just had that it was weird and like kind of kind of felt wrong to hear him so chill and so happy but it
1: is like a twilight zone alternate universe this whole album
0: right but but i like the vibe of him being chill and not having to be angry or whatever and not to say that i don't like angry eminem dude because that's probably my favorite but uh right hearing him chill and also happy at certain points is just like a fucking a, a, an alternate universe and it's fucking cool to to hear that side of him right um i wish he'd kind of revisit these kind of type of beats. Yes, I, I I want more fucking old school
1: Slim stuff, especially now that he actually like raps his ass off and fucking, you know, has punchlines that aren't just about rapping. Right. Like fucking, I, I want to hear
0: him do some shit like this. And as a uh, as lyrical miracle as it was, I really like the flow, dude. I kind of I kind of hope that if he were to get on a an old beat like that again, he'd kind of I, I don't know go back into that more slow not i don't want to say slow but just more clean type of flow where he he doesn't have a million internal rhyme schemes he's just rhyming a bunch of random words the whole time or whatever right um and and for my favorite tracks dude i put infinite it's okay and never too far are probably the ones i liked the most from the whole album
1: uh infinite the title track uh 313 And... Backstabber. (laughs) Maybe Jealousy Woes 2, just because I really like the beat. And I'm a sucker for those fucking snares, man. Right. That makes sense, dude. As a bit of a wrap-up thought uh, on this whole album, it mainly just amazes me that fucking the guy we have now was in this guy the whole time. (laughs) This guy seems like he has his shit together... He's not fucking fantasizing about murdering his baby's mother. Uh, he's not fucking, you know, throwing out uh, uh, gay slurs or.
0: Yeah, and also it's it's just uh, as rappers, dude, I feel like you probably feel the same. Where it's just kind of an inspiring thing to hear him. I don't know, just fucking so young, so like don't have shit, and just trying to fucking step up to the bat, dude and just give it all he's got even if it even if looking back now it's like kind of kind of mid by his own standards um it's it's good to hear like this is where he was and what he actually went on to accomplish
1: right no lie bro no freaking lie
0: well dude um I didn't write a wrap up speech but I had a fun time listening to the album I'm glad I did cuz I mean I didn't remember most of these songs. I think I might have heard this album in full one time, and it was forever ago, so I didn't remember none of this shit. Shit, right. Um, And, I, dude, as an Eminem fan, it's good, good to go back, bro, you know, understand it all. And I'm glad we did it, and I think it, it just makes me more excited to get to the albums that I really, really like, that we can both just kind of fucking explain what's so great about them right the uh this is an appetizer for sure well I mean with that said anyone who's actually listened this far I appreciate it dude I'm Drew and and who are and and you can find me I'll tell them where to find me they can find me on uh uh, Twitter at I-N-H-A-N S-E-D enhanced music or Instagram enhanced period FM enhanced period FM Nick dude where can they find you uh, I, I I think I'm on everything at x don't take L that's right dude and we don't and we will be back soon hopefully with some actual videos so we, we're not spamming with fucking Eminem fan edits and um to continue the podcast so thanks for anyone that listened yeah
1: yeah man <laughs> hell yeah dude peace out fuck yeah dude peace my pen and paper cause a chain reaction to so you get your brain relaxing. A zany, act, and maniac in action. A brainiac effect, son. You mainly lack attraction.